Draft Lottery winners and losers and sleepers. I'm Chris Ryan and I'm joined tonight by Jonathan Charks and Kevin O'Connor and we're going to get right into the winners and losers. You guys got to go to nbadraft.theringer.com to see the glorious work our staff has done uh, and check out our draft guide. We're going to do winners and losers and Kev, I want to start with you and I want to do the Phoenix Suns because I know that you were talking about them as a winner, right? Big winners, of course. They have the number one pick. But now they're in a position with cap space moving forward. They have two more first-round draft picks from the Bucks and the Heat coming in the future. With a young team with a superstar in Devin Booker, suddenly Phoenix looks like maybe an attractive destination with an opportunity to draft Luka Doncic or DeAndre Ayton or trade that pick if an opportunity were to pop up. So, I'm oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. You would trade. You would think about trading the pick. Of course. I would. What, what offer would you want for the pick? I mean, like I'm not talking this year necessarily, but maybe it's that player in the future. But you're in a, in a position for when that next star player becomes available, whether it's oh, this I see summer what you're saying. Yeah. in the future, that you have another high value asset. And Robert Sarver, the owner of the Phoenix Suns, has been looking for a star player for a while now. He's tried yeah. to get into the mix for Lamarcus that year when he was a free agent. He's been looking Blake for Blake Griffin as well. Blake Griffin, yeah. Kyrie. He was they were in the that that was almost the Kyrie trade before he went to Boston. John, who's a winner for you of the draft lottery? Well, I mean, Sacramento for sure. Because they have, I mean, I guess it's obvious one and two, but like Sacramento has no pick next year. They get it. This is the first time moving up in like a decade, 15 years. So that's a huge winner. If they are at seven, like there's hard to be too much excited about the franchise. This gives them some hope. Yeah, who's a loser that you're seeing from the NBA draft lottery night? I think, you know, it's very clearly the Chicago Bulls. I think for them, uh, they had an opportunity to get a, a choice of their big man that they wanted to fit next to Lowry Markkinen or Luka Doncic. And now it's like you're getting the one who's left. And maybe that's the guy you wanted the most, but the odds are it won't be. Maybe they end up with Bamba Bagley and that could be good for them. But it would be nice to have their pick when the fit around Lowry will be questionable. The more I talk to you guys tonight, the more I feel like this is a two-guy draft and then you're hoping for a role player after that. Like, What, what do you see the star potential of the of the picks below two here. I'm a Jaron Jackson guy. I have him above DeAndre Aiden, I don't even care. Jaron Jackson to me has star potential, at least for the role he has on a team. It's very Horford-esque where if you have a five who can shoot threes, switch screens and protect the rim, that's a star player if he's not, even if he's not a 20 point name guy. And who do you see as like a guy who, in this group here, in this, in this group below two, who you think could like elevate and become a, a star? Well, I think with like really the top seven or eight guys for that matter, Chris, all of them, there's a big question mark, right? From Aiton with defense to with Miles Bridges with length on the defensive end of the floor with Bagley on defensive awareness. Every guy is a question mark. But Bag- Bridges is just old. Yeah, he's 22. And but Bag- <laughs> Bagley's really the guy that's yeah. just so appealing and so enticing with his two-way potential. But there's still he probably has more question marks than any of them. I would say matter. he's the boom bust guy. Bagley is the one, like either you look like a genius in five years or you're out of a job. Well, that's, that's what I was gonna guy. ask, is I was curious about whether or not you'd put Orlando as a loser, obviously they need a transformational player, not to steal from Pat Riley. But John Hammond's good at getting value elsewhere in the draft, right? And that he's making the pick there? I, I could, that could be a Trey Young spot. That would not surprise me if they pull a trigger at Trey Young at six. What do you think is, what, what do you think is a team that uh, could make a trade here, Kevin? What, like, what's a team that's probably about, not happy? How about up top? Again, like last year, Phoenix or Sacramento. If you're, if you're, let's say you're Phoenix and your number one guy is Bamba. Let's just say that's what their number one guy sure. is. Why not trade down to three or four where you can still get that guy and pick up additional assets maybe that you use in this year's draft or you have stocked up for the future? I just think that's the model. It worked last year, we saw it, and it can work again this year. I it, mean, Harrison Barnes is out there, guys. 
So that actually leads me to my next question: was which is which of these teams is the thirstiest to get up into that one or two spot? Which is the team that would make a trade, whether it's a Hornets, whether it's a, a Bulls, a Magic, a Mavs, maybe package something together and try to get up into that that Luca DeAndre it's, zone. It's one thing if you're thirsty, but you need to have the assets you're as right. well, Ashton. right? <laughs> John's thirsty. John's thirsty. I'm yeah, yeah um, I, I think Dallas is probably thirsty. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I don't think they'd move Dennis, but they just have nothing to move. Like Dallas will give you the rest of the roster, but who cares? Not Dirk know? though. We gotta sell tickets, man. We gotta sell tickets. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Kevin Dirk. Any other winners and losers you want to shout out? I think Trey Young could end up a loser. How so? I mean, we don't know. It's only the draft lottery night, but with some of these teams, you know, if let's say Chicago, they let's say Chicago, they already have Chris Dunn. Cleveland, maybe they prefer a wing rather than a point guard. The New York Knicks, they already have Frank Nilakina there, even though they kind of consider him a two. Philadelphia clearly already has Ben Simmons, so it's like suddenly maybe a guy like Trey Young drops. That's why I'm saying Orlando. Who do you want Young to go to? Who do you think Young is the best spot for him? Like if you were his agent, who would you want? Cleveland. To Cleveland. Cleveland. With LeBron James. With or without LeBron? Yeah, with or without. So here's the thing. For a guy like Porter, who was thought to be maybe the best player in this draft before he got injured last season, is it better for him to go to some place like Dallas or Orlando that's had a couple of problems, like a lot of problems over the last few years, getting their train going? Or does he want to fall? Does he hope that there's question marks and he falls to a Sixers say, or a Clippers? The good thing for Porter, like Porter controls his fate with those medicals because no one's drafting about the medicals. He could say, I'm not going to give them to you. Like that is an interesting thing he has in his back pocket right I mean, Every now. player controls their fate with the medicals though. But like, I, mean, I think most of these guys, see a guy's medical without medicals, like I'll take Luca, but portion of back surgery, you have to have the medicals. Sure, yeah. Uh, with him, I mean, I, I think we've seen the model. Like if a young player goes into a good situation where they can be eased in, that's good for them. I think oftentimes, instead of being thrown out into the fire. Who's the guy who's most ready to contribute right away? Luca. I yeah. mean, he's already played at a professional level since he was like 14, 15 years old. You guys love the EuroLeague. Really good. Is league. the Euroleague better than playing for like Villanova? I've got I've got takes for you, Chris Ryan. Okay. So Luca's team, Luca plays with Rudy Fernandez, Jeffrey Taylor, Anthony Randolph. Wow, you're blowing my mind. All kinds of old school names. They're better than some of these. It's too bad we NBA can't form teams. a country and just have those guys be the Olympic team. But they're probably better than like three or four NBA teams right now. But real Jeffrey Real Taylor? Madrid. Rudy better, Fernandez. Better than an NBA team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. Okay. Last winners or losers, Kevin. Anybody here you want to shout out? Um. The New York Knicks, I mean, it would have been really nice for them to move up into that top three to pair a guy with Chris Stapps Porzingis. Again, like, like we said earlier with Chicago, now they don't necessarily have a shot at one of those bigs. Yeah. Unless it's Wendell Carter. I love Wendell Carter. Uh, I don't know how they feel about him, but I would have loved to seen them really pair a great big man with Chris Stapps, and they're probably not going to get a chance to do it. Charles, what about the Clippers picking back-to-back there? I mean, that's a team, Kev, I guess it's too far. Could they trade up? I don't know. I think... They have so many questions about their team. Who's going to stay? Who's going to go? Yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering. Is the value at 12 and 13 attractive enough to get up to 1 to 2? I don't think so. No. no. All right, Kevin, is there any fast riser in this, in this draft board that we see here? The first 14 picks, you guys have your mock draft on nbadraft.theringer.com. Anybody here you could see jumping up a couple of spots? One of the point guards, Colin Sexton or Shea Gilgis-Alexander, maybe they leap over Trey Young, who everybody typically has as the, the top point guard right now. Maybe they rise into that 6-7 range where Trey Young is currently slotted. Alternatively, Trey Young's had some bad press just because people doubting his game about the way the Oklahoma season ended. Could he be up for a narrative revival and maybe put himself in the yeah. top three? 
Top three seems maybe he goes to a workout and doesn't miss for like two hours yeah. and like wow somebody. Some maybe like that. I think an NBA team needs to be looking at these playoffs and thinking a point guard needs to be able to stay on the floor and defend or they're gonna get attacked. And Colin Sexton and Shea Gildas Alexander are really good defensive players. Trey Young is not. Okay, that's really interesting. You gotta play both ways. All right, so for Kevin O'Connor and Jonathan Sharks, I'm Chris Ryan. Catch up with all of our coverage of the NBA Draft and the NBA Draft Lottery on nbadraft.theringer.com. You can listen to these guys on various NBA show podcasts throughout the week. Draft Class, Verno and Kev, Group Chat, Heat Check, and keep coming back early and often to The Ringer for all your NBA Draft coverage.